Hare Krishna devotees, Vandavat Pranam, all glories to Srila Prabhupada and Guru Maharaj. Today we are so fortunate to have Her Grace, one Malini Manjuri Devi Dasi from USA. Today Mataji will enlighten us on Srimad Bhagavata, Canto 5, Chapter 14, Verse 7. Hare Krishna Mataji, please take over the call. Hare Krishna Mataji, thank you so much. And let pronounce to all the devotees assembled on the call. Thank you for the opportunity to glorify Lord. <clears throat> so, we'll do Mangala Charan Payas first and then we'll continue with our discussion on Srimad Bhagavatam, 14th chapter, verse 7. Om Ajnanati Mirandasya Jnanan Janashanakaya Chakshuran Militam Nina Tasmai Sri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Manubhishtam Sapitam Nina Bhutale Swayam Rupahakadamahyam Dadati Swapadantikam Pandeham Sri Guru Sri Utapadakamalam Sri Guru Vaishnavamsha Sri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahakana Raghunathan Vitam Tamsa Jeevam Sadvaitam Savadutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Sri Radha Krishna Padan Sagana Lalita Sri Vishakan Vitamsham He Krishna Karuna Sindo Dina Bando Jakatpati Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostate Saptakanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vandavaneshwari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Vansha Kalpatarubhyasya Krupa Sindhu Vivacha Patitanam Pavanibhyo Vaishnavibhyo Namo Namaham Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prebunityananda Sri Advaita Gadadar Sri Vasadi Gauravasavanda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevayam Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevayam Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevayam Narayanam Namaskrityam Naram Chaivanarotamam Devim Parashtatim Vyasam Tato Jayamudirayet Shunvatham Svatatah Krishna Unyasravanakirtanaha Rudhyantastohiya Vadrani Vidunuti Surutsatam Nastaprayeshu Avadreshu Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya Bhagavat Yuttama Sloke Bhaktir Bhavati Naishtiti So we are doing uh, 5.14.7 Achitcha Sesha Dosha Nisadhanam Purisha Vishesham Tadvarna Guna Nirmitamati Suvarnam Upadita Upadita Upadi Satya Agni Kamakatara Yuol Mukha Pisacha. So this is a prose. So actually it doesn't fit in any tune. Even otherwise I am not a very good at singing the shlokas. It comes automatically for some shlokas, not 
So this is anyway prose, so it will be like not, it cannot be uh, put it in a singing mode. Kvachit chasesha dosha nisadhanam purisha vishesham tadvarna guna nirmitamati suvarnam upaditasya agni kamakathara yivol mukapisacham Translation and Prakpat by Srila Prabhupada, Srila Prabhupada ki jai. So before we go and read the synonyms and translation, so we are reading 14th chapter and 14th chapter begins when Parishit Maharaj asks Sukadeva Goswami what actually it means by the material forest. So this is kind of one kind of an analogy going on how a jiva enters into this material world who actually belongs to the spiritual world, who is spiritual. He comes to this material world motivated by different kinds of things. So that is what the conversation is going on between Maharaj Parikshit and Sukadeva Goswami. So, uh, so if we see Parikshit, uh, Sukadeva Goswami asks Maharaj Parikshit, what is actually the meaning of material forest? And Sukadeva Goswami replies, in the first verse of 14th and 14th chapter, my dear king, a man belonging to the mercantile community is always interested in earning money. Sometimes he enters the forest to acquire some cheap commodities like wood and earth and sell them in the city at good prices. Similarly, the conditioned soul, being greedy, enters this material world for some material profit. Gradually, he enters the deepest part of the forest, not really knowing how to get out. So initially, the living entity uh, wanted to be independent, want to be his own controller, enjoyer. He wants to live separated from Krishna. So he he enters this material world thinking that he will enjoy all those things and quickly return back to the back to home. But he gets lost here. So that is the conversation that we are having right now between Parishit Maharaj and Sukadeva Goswami. So in that continuation, we are reading seventh verse. Sinan, um, word-to-word translation, kvachit, sometimes, cha, also, ashesha, unlimited, dosha, of false, nisadhanam, the source of, purisha, of stool, vishesham, a particular type, tattvarnaguna, whose color is the same as that of the mode of passion, reddish, nirmitamati, whose mind is absorbed in that, suvarnam, gold, upaditsati, desiring to get, agnikama, by the desire of fire, for fire, who is troubled, Iva, like Ulmuka Pisacham, a phosphorant light known as a will o the whiz, which is sometimes mistaken for a ghost. Sometimes the living entity is interested in the yellow stool known as gold and runs after it. That gold is the source of material appellance and envy, and it can enable one to afford illicit sex, gambling, meat-eating, and intoxication. Those whose minds are overcome by the mode of passion or attached by the color of gold, just as a man suffering from cold in the forest runs after a phosphorant light in a marshy land, considering it to be fire. So this is very strong, because many of the people invest in gold, thinking as material appliance and it will be useful. Uh, 
than any other investment people generally invest in gold. Um, all over the world, gold is considered as exchangeable investment in this material world. And uh, people try to accumulate that. And especially those of us who are from Indian background consider that as wealth and we do transactions everywhere. But here, Parikshit Maharaj, uh, Sukadev Goswami is telling Parikshit Maharaj, sometimes these living entities, they are motivated by different, different things. If you observe, if you all observe the previous verses, he says like, sometimes, um, uh, sometimes a conditioned soul in the household being attached to material wealth and positions. Sometimes in this house, in the sky, the conditioned soul drinks and eats and has sex and he chases after a mirage in desert. So he enters this material world motivated by different material desires. So one of those is gold. Sometimes the living entity is interested in the yellow stone known as gold and runs after it. That gold is the source of opulence and envy. See, most of the time we acquire gold thinking it is a source of opulence, but it also causes envy. And uh, since we all have uh, studied uh, the first chapter, um, if we remember Parikshit Maharaj uh, receives age of Kali and then um, the Kali Purusha, he was actually um, almost like Kali, uh, he, he wanted to uh, fight with Kali and end the Kali. But Parishit Maharaj says that, you know, this is my, uh, sorry, Parish, uh, Kali says that this is my time. I, I am supposed to come him, come here and rule. Uh, so give me some places where I can stay. So Pari, um, uh, he petitions to Parishit Maharaj saying like, give me some places where um, I can live. I may live anywhere and everywhere under your order. I shall but see you with bow and arrows wherever I look. So he asked the personality of Kali, thus being ordered by Maharaj Parikshit, began to tremble in fear, seeing the king before him like a Maharaja ready to kill him. So actually when Parikshit Maharaj sees Kali, Parikshit Maharaj can end Kali, but it is the Lord's plan that Kali has to come and we have to proceed. So Parikshit Maharaj was about to kill Kali, but then Kali requests, puts a petition before Parishit Maharaj, Oh your majesty, though I may live anywhere and everywhere under your order, I shall but see you with bow and arrows wherever I look. Therefore, O chief among, o chief among the protectors of religion, please fix, some, please fix some place for me where I can live permanently under the protection of your government. So he asks, so I can live, um, give me some places where I can live in this Kali Yuga. So those places, Kali's influence will be high. And when Kali's influence is high, we forget, we, we will easily break the four regulatory principles. And for those of us devotees who are very serious on, a, on the path of uh, devotional service, wants to progress and go back and get liberated, or go back to Godhead, or practice Krishna consciousness and remember Krishna all the times, a big no for all these places, uh, unless you have no other way and you're working in that environment, uh, you have no other job, you, you don't know what, you don't know not, you don't know anything else to perform. Otherwise, most of us can mostly avoid and find another place uh, to work also. 
and those are the four places which Prabhupada uh, uh, lay down as four regulative principles before taking initiation, before taking up this path. So those of us who are serious and where the circumstances are conducive for us to practice, we have to take these things as serious, very, very serious actually. Because devotees think that, oh, I am safe, I know what is danger. I know that these are not good, but I am going to be very careful when I am dealing with these things. No, it's, it's a big no. Because in Bhagavad Gita, Krishna already says that even one roaming sense can take away the intelligence of the person who has the power to discriminate right and wrong. It's not that somebody who is not trying to control the senses, a roaming sense will take away and uh, towards the fall down. Even a person who can discriminate right and wrong, a person who knows, who, who is practicing, also gets deluded. He gets deluded and he goes and it takes him away. And we have many examples in Bhagavatam and many places. And we will be thinking that, no, I will be safe. So Sutta Goswami says to the or to all the sages assembled in Naimisharanya, uh, Maharaj Parikshit, thus being petitioned by the personality of Kali, gave him permission to reside in places where gambling, drinking, prostitution, and animal slaughter were performed. So one leads to another. So this is I'm referring from 17th chapter of Canto 1, where Parikshit Maharaj um, and Kali's interaction. So, gambling, drinking, prostitution, and animal slaughter. So, it's a very big no for all of us to be very much away from all these places. So, mostly devotees get along, uh, get themselves protected from prostitution, maybe drinking, maybe animal slaughter, but they get into the trap of gambling unknowingly. Uh, so many things are indirectly gambling only in our life when we are managing our financial things. So we have to be really, really careful there. Uh, like we are not uh, going into this and there are so many things that are a big no. Um, so without reference, I don't want to bring all those things. But um, anything that is like there is lotteries, taking a lottery ticket, that is one kind of a gambling. So we need to be very much away from all those things. Um, so then, after getting these four places, we might be wondering, these, flows, these four places are enough for people to commit sinful activities. Because most of the time, these are the places sinful activities are high. Like when gambling happens, when somebody loses all the money, uh, they, they get overwhelmed and then they try to harm, harm each other. Drinking, especially a person who drinks, loses his consciousness. He doesn't know what he's doing, and then he uh, he commits sins. Most of the time, people drink and drive nowadays, and they come, they take their life, and also they take the people, the life of other people. So prostitution, illicit sex, is something very, very uh, high in these days, and uh, uh, and then animal slaughter. Animal slaughter. Even those people who are born in the families where they were not eating before, uh, whatsoever the reason they give and they eat everything. So these four places are enough for us to uh, act in a sinful way. But at that point of time when Parshit Maharaj was ruling, this Parshit uh, Kali, Kali Purusha says that, no, 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 these four places are not enough. 
Nobody in your kingdom engages in any of these four. So how will I flourish? I will die without food. Then the personality of Kali asked for one something more. And because of his begging, the king gave him permission to live where there is gold. Because wherever there is gold, there is also falsity, intoxication, lust, envy and enmity. So we may be thinking that, oh, I'm, safe, I'm safeguarding myself from the four regulative principles. But if you are accumulating the material opulence in the form of gold, we are doing that uh, maybe legitimately with our own income and all. But actually, uh, even the practicing devotees gets envious or uh, gets confused, bewildered sometimes uh, when when this uh, when gold thing comes. Like let's say you may be a highly practicing devotee. Somebody comes and takes, you know, give me all your gold. I'll take take and then use it in some kind of a service. Nobody walks with happily and gives that. So you need a lot of detachment and understanding that gold is also a kind of opulence which in turn brings envyness and leads to all these things. So this uh, verse says, Punasa yachamanya jyata rupam adatrabhu tato nutam madam kamam rajo vairim cha panchamam He gives the fifth place which we should not be attached to also. We need to be very cautiously not attached because gold is glittering, makes you look beautiful and you you might be grown up with thinking that I should be possessing a lot of things. So the personality of Kali asked for something more and because of his begging the king gave him permission to live where there is gold because wherever there is gold there is also falsity, intoxication, lust and envy and enmity. See we see in India in many places uh, the thieves uh, conduct a uh, survey like who is having a lot of gold, who is wearing a lot of gold and going and then they go to their houses, they steal, uh, they uh, they do the robbery for gold but in turn uh, sometimes they kill the people also. So gold is enough for us to get ourselves into trouble or get ourselves materially attached or pull ourselves into material affairs. Although Parishit Maharaj gave permission to live in to permission to live in four places, it was very difficult for him to find the places because during the reign of Maharaj Parikshit, there were no such places. Therefore, Kali asked the king to give him something practical which could be utilized for his nefarious purposes. Maharaj Parikshit thus gave him permission to live in a place where there is gold. Because where there is gold, there are all the above mentioned four things and over and above them, there is enmity also. So gold brings all these things. Even among the siblings, uh, you may be siblings, but if your father or mother distributes gold unevenly, the siblings also fight among themselves. And those who are in, on the path of devotional service, knowing that gold is one of the places, panchamam, fifth place that needs to be avoided, uh, we, we conveniently ignore gold and we keep only the four people four things in our mind, no intoxication, no illicit sex, no drinking, but gold also plays. See, we need to be devotees who wants to progress and reach Krishna. There should not be any other abhilasha, anya abhilasha sunyam. We should not be attached to anything. That is, that is such a uh, stage where we don't want anything other than Krishna. So we should be at least avoiding the things which we know are dangerous because 
automatically when we are in Grahasthashrama, it is so cautiously we have to keep Krishna in the center and then act day in day out. We are attached to our spouses, we are attached to our kids, we are attached to our parents, we are attached to our siblings. So these attachments are enough for us to forget Krishna. We get carried away by them. It is for anybody, like woman or men, if we are really serious, we want to progress, we want to uh, get out of this material world, we, are, we want to get out of the cycle of birth and death and go and situate ourselves in our own constitutional position. And we have to understand that even the close relatives or a wife or husband or children, all these are also going to tie us to this material body and does not let us think about Krishna. So this itself is very difficult for us to fight. So we should be avoiding the things that we can easily avoid, like gold, not accumulating a lot of gold, not uh, uh, raising the desire of wearing gold for us. If we have that desire of gold, uh, maybe we can uh, fulfill our desire uh, by keeping Krishna in the center and making Krishna wear all those things. Uh, but if if we are also wearing, I, I mean, I don't mean to say that, oh, all of you should now remove all your gold uh, things. All of you, if you all notice, unknowingly when you are traveling or when you are going to the pilgrimage places, it's a distraction. Wearing a lot of gold is a distraction that you get distracted from visiting the holy place because you will be involved in protecting the gold on your body and you are also attracting the thieves and unsafety, unsafety people are like people who, who are not safe and you get into so many troubles that your main purpose of visiting the temple uh, involving yourself in Krishna's service goes away. See, I, I personally suggest or I practice this when I go to any of the holy places I don't take my phone or any valuable things with me because uh, not even the valuable slippers. Like people get carried away even with their slippers. Oh, that is a big debate. Like where do I put my slippers? Uh, you get attached to such tiny things also. You may not be knowing. When you start losing them, you'll think that, yeah, I'm, I'm so, I thought that I'm very Krishna consciousness. I'm attached to Krishna. But I'm attached to these little, little things in my life. So if you want your mind to focus on Krishna, focus on the holy place, focus uh, focus on the people, devotees there, you know, you it is better for you to not have these kind of distractions which take us away. People carry their expensive phones in the hand and they go into the temple. The whole focus is on uh, protecting the phone, protecting gold, protecting your purse, which has all the valuable things. There is no focus whatsoever is on Krishna. You are always anxious about these things. So try not having any of these things. Even to the regular Sunday feast that you are going, you know, keep your phone completely in a silent mode. Nothing is going to happen. The world is not going to end in two hours or three hours of time when you are serving, when you are doing service. Uh, and then sit there, be in that moment when you are listening to a lecture, when you are listening to a kirtan, when you are taking darshan of the Lord, be in that moment. You know, not like sit, pray once, say whatever the slokas I have learned to Krishna, I'm done. Now I have to rule the country. Let me take my phone and check the messages. So this is what I have been observing and personally I also practice that 
There are places where I don't take my phone with me when I am. This should extend like when you are talking to devotees, when you are listening to devotees, when some devotees come to your house, when you are talking to your loved ones also. So this, this all shows as a distraction. And gold is a biggest thing which invites enmity and envy and falsity. People lie for gold and intoxication. It intoxicates you. The more you are acquiring it, the more you are wearing and the more you are showing, it intoxicates you. It makes you feel like I want more. It won't stop with one item. It will say that, you know, one more, one more. How much ever you have, you feel like the old ones are wasted. Now you need a new one. Even a gold, even a gold standard exchange and currency is bad. Gold standard currency is based on falsehood because the currency is not on par with the reserved gold. The basic principle is falsity because currency notes are issued in the value beyond that of actual reserved gold. This artificial inflation of currency by the authorities encourages prostitution of the state economy. The price of commodities become artificially inflated because of bad money or artificial currency notes. Bad money drives away good money. Instead of paper currency, actual gold coins should be used for exchange and this will stop prostitution of gold. Gold ornaments for women may be allowed by control, not by quality, but by quantity. This will disgrace lust and enemy, envy and enmity. When there is actual gold currency in the form of coins, the influence of gold in producing falsity, prostitution, etc. will automatically cease. There will be no need of anti-corruption ministry for another term of prostitution and falsity of purpose. So Prabhupada in this verse on first canto is telling how gold can be used as a currency and exchange where it kind of stops the falsity of gold. So we also know a pastime from about Sanatana Goswami who carries seven coins of gold with him and then uh, he gives away everything. He gives away everything before he goes to Vrindavan on his trip. So there is only one coin left, the, one of his servants hides that coin in case of emergencies. And the person who gives them a shelter gets attracted to that gold and plans to kill them in the night for that. So that's how gold invites the enmity and envy. He even, Sanatra Goswami gives away even that and then he he's free because his focus is not acquiring wealth. His focus is on Krishna. So those of us who are not, uh, who are, uh, whose focus is not on acquiring wealth and material affluence, we should be keeping away for this because here especially, Sukadeva Goswami is telling Parikshit Maharaj, Parikshit Maharaj told to Kaliuga to leave his kingdom immediately and reside in four places. Brothels, liquor shops, slaughterhouses and gambling casinos. So these are the places we should completely avoid. Casinos have become like a visiting places. I don't remember, remember where I was talking about this because uh, casinos have become visiting places. People go to visit casinos. So those are the places we should not be stepping in for sure thinking that, oh, I'm a controlled soul. I can control myself. No. A big no to these places. If you are not working there, if you are not part of it, if in no way you are connected to them. However, Kaliuga requested him to give only one place where these four places are included and Parakshit gave him the place where gold is stored. Gold encompasses the four principles of sin and therefore, according to spiritual life, gold should be avoided as far as possible. So Prabhupada writes in this verse 15, 
5.14.7. Gold should be avoided as far as possible. If there is gold, there is certainly illicit sex, meat eating, gambling, and intoxication. Gold, one thing is enough. Maybe we may not be doing these kind of heinous things, but it is it, it attracts the people who are doing this. It attracts the people who do these sinful activities, and we are indirectly inviting trouble for us also. Because people in the Western world have a great deal of gold, they are victims of these four sins. The color of gold is very glittering, and a materialistic person becomes very much attracted by its yellow color. However, this gold is actually a type of stool. A person with a bad liver generally passes yellow stool. So Prabhupada is saying this is a type of stool. He's repeating what uh, Sukadeva Swami was saying. It's a type of stool. How we don't bring stool inside our house, we leave it outside. In that way, our attitude towards gold should be there. Gold can take away the intelligence of even a person who knows the discrimination. Let's say you found a bag of gold. You know, any immediate thought will be that you get attracted to it. Oh, there is nobody around here. I don't know the owner of it. Let me keep it. It may be useful for me because I am a devotee. I'm not. Uh, I'm not working hard to accumulate gold. So it anyway has come it on its own. Let me keep it. So that's where starts the problem. Actually, the color of the stool attracts a materialistic person, such as the will or the wish attracts one who needs heat. So somebody who is suffering from cold needs heat. He runs behind the prosperant light thinking that it is fire. In the same way, if gold is attracting us, then we have to understand that we still have material enjoyment propensities in us. It's very hard. Some We have been raised saying that gold is a safe of security investment you need for your daughter's marriage, your son's marriage. Um, we have been raised like that. So we see gold more than like divine and uh, a form of uh, uh, Lakshmi Devi. Um, and then we do, we do and uh, uh, worship, we do all those things. But we have to remember that the more we are accumulating, the more we are attracting uh, enmity and falsity. And it's, it's very, you need a high strength, spiritual strength to be detached, to have gold and to be detached to that. If we are somebody who have detachment to everything and we are referring every material appellance in, refer, in our uh, what we are possessing with respect to Krishna, then we don't need to really renunciate anything. But if we are not at that stage, we are still at a practicing stage where we may get attracted and we are going behind them, we are becoming greedy, we are becoming envious of the gold, then it is better for us to keep these things away, like how we are keeping the other four. So we'll go to fifth, eighth verse also. Atakadachin nivasa paniya dravinadya anekatmopajiva That is a one word. Anekatmopajiva Anekatmopajivana abhi nivesha etasyam Samsara samsaratvayam itasata paridavati atakadachin nivasapaniya dravinadya anikatmopa 
so I um, I have to be healthy. I have to do exercise. I have to eat right. All those things are right. But anything we should not overdo. They do it so much overdo that they kind of forget for what purpose they are maintaining their body. They get they get uh, carried away by that feeling of maintaining the body. And they are so, so, so obsessed into it. Any side deviation to here and there kind of disturbs them a lot, actually. Because they are, they are, maintain, they are into, they, they, they forgot the purpose for which they are maintaining the body. That obsession takes them away from Krishna consciousness. Like, they, they, they are so obsessed in doing the things, they even forget their chanting, but they won't forget maintaining their body. That day they are okay to forget chanting, they are okay to forget uh, so many other things. They don't plan around in uh, their life in such a way that uh, uh, the priorities are right. Over the period of time, maintaining body becomes priority. Thus, material activities are the conditioned soul's only engagement. Not knowing the aim of life, the materialist perpetually wanders in material existence, struggling to get the necessities of life. So, for a materially oriented, for a conditioned soul who thinks that he is body, the only engagement is material activities. They don't have time for any kind of spiritual activities. So sometimes our days also go like that. We get so busy with our work, uh, with our uh, uh, regular exercises, walking or cooking. So we we forget Krishna. So it is very, very important to uh, think of Krishna early in the morning. like. Because at least the world is not awake at that time. We, uh, we are not that busy. So we should wake up early when we know that we are going to have a busy day. Devotees, we should chant early. We, we should chant, uh, get up uh, early. So that, you know, okay, uh, I, I, I have done whatever is needed for me as a soul. I am situated in my constitutional position. And then I go and fulfill my necessities. Not knowing the aim of life, the materialist perpetually wanders in material existence, struggling to get the necessity of life. Not understanding the aim of life, even though he acquires sufficient necessity, he manufactures artificial necessities and thus becomes more and more entangled. This is what we are doing right now. The simple living, like if you see in villages people, sometimes I come across some kind of videos um, where they live happily in a hut with no electricity, no water, so many other things they don't have, but they live very happily. We, after having everything also, we, we lose the purpose of those things and we get carried away by those things. We try to upgrade the things so much so. You live in a single bedroom apartment or now you want a bigger one. Now, after that, you, you kind of manufacture those necessities. Phone, especially the progress I've seen in the phone, is what amazes me that phone has become second life for the people. They do everything in that phone, except nowadays talking to the people. They don't talk with the people. They only text to the people. There is no personal communication. The whole purpose of phone was to communicate with people who are far away from you, like talk to them. So when you talk personally, you know the mood of the person. Text, you don't know. Most of the time you misunderstand. So personally, to make a personal connect with the devotees that you are interacting or family that you are, you talk and see. Like, you know, you call your mom or you call your dad or you call, you call your sister. 
if they are upset or you are upset, it will be sounded in your tone and they will immediately say, what happened to you? You are sounding little upset today. Is everything okay? That does not have the same feeling when you text in the phone. I, hi, how are you? I am good. You won't be knowing whether that I am good is I am good even though they are in trouble or they are really good. But we don't have time to call. But we have phone all the time in our hand. It is not that we are not uh, having phone next to us or it is not that uh, we, we don't have time. We don't have that uh, inclination to connect personally. Most of the life, impersonal. You take phone away even from a five-year-old, seven-year-old, they cry as if the world is going to crash on them. So we are manufacturing the necessities. And we are telling, we are dis in the disguise that devotees are a little bit more intelligent and smart sometimes. Uh, you know, we manufacture the necessity and we say that I'm using it for Krishna. That we really have to keep Krishna in the center and use it for Krishna. Otherwise we get caught up in those things. We start living for those things and we get away with those things. So Prabhupada writes here, he manufactures artificial necessities and thus becomes more and more entangled. He creates a mental situation whereby he needs greater and greater comforts. So this is what we are doing. We are creating a mental situation where we are needing greater and greater comforts. We will be okay. We will be okay if we do not have also. We need to know to live in that moment Live happily. See, all of us, especially I, when I was growing up, I live in a place where the temperature will be like 49, 52 Celsius. That is around 100 plus. And never ever that heat bothered me. That was like a big thing for me to think. Like I get distracted with. I used to go to my college like that in a bus which is not air conditioner. I used to walk uh, miles to go there and then catch the bus and then go and study and then even come back without complaining about the sun, without complaining about the sun or sun was never a big deal for me. I was like, sun or cold was not a big deal because you get habituated to it. Now, I wonder if I can be the same person because after you, after you gave your body so much comfort, little bit of discomfort also, you go to your parents place or somewhere where it is not comfortable, you start becoming irritated. You start showing your irritation, not, not living with minimum things, because you made yourself in a situation where uh, you are needing so many things. You don't want to, you don't want to put little bit of physical effort also in anything. You want everything ready-made. You want everything instantly happening. Instant, 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 instant. So you don't want to work hard. And nowadays, we see some people say that the old style of living is very good for you. Making everything for everything from scratch in the kitchen is for your is good for your health. Don't but don't bring the store bought things. We don't know what's going in that. Making everything from scratch is good because it it has less uh, less kind of impurity. So we are going back to those days. But at the same time. We are thinking, we are creating the mental situations where we say that a BMW car is important, iPhone 13 is important, a good MacBook for TV, MacBook laptop is important, a 100-inch TV is important, having a five-bedroom house is important. So many things have become so, so, so important for us other than 
what is important for the human form of life. Nobody tells that chanting of your rounds is very important for you in a day. Thinking of Krishna is important. Eating prasadam is important. Associating with devotees is important. Reading the books is important. No, nobody says that. Even we raise the kids saying that you study well, you earn money so that you can live comfortably. We don't say that you study scriptures, you build your character nicely, that you can think of Krishna. Become Krishna consciousness. Become Krishna consciousness. Develop bhakti in you when you are angry so that you will be very good study and get all your doubts cleared. Develop your knowledge about Krishna. We don't encourage that in our kids. We don't uh, want them to do that because this is kind of a duplicit life that we do. We know but we cannot practice. We make ourselves create a mental situation where he needs greater and greater campaign. The materialist does not know the secret of nature's way as confirmed in Bhagavad Gita. Prakrite kriyamanani gune karmani sarvataha Ahankara vimudatma karkaham itimanyate. The bewildered soul under the influence of three modes of material nature thinks himself to be the doer of activities which are in actually carried out by nature. Due to lusty desire, the living entity creates a certain mental situation whereby he wants to enjoy this material world. He does become entangled, enters different bodies and suffers in them. So, because we are lusty, Lust is nothing but enjoying separately from Krishna, engaging our senses in our own sense gratification, instead of engaging senses in the service of Krishna, instead of involving our senses in the service of the master of the senses, we involve our senses in our gratification. The living entity creates these mental situations whereby he wants to enjoy the material world. So we, we, we kind of create all these uh, uh, not so necessary necessary things and then we feel that if we are not able to be, we will not be happy if we don't have all these things and we run behind things and we get ourselves entangled in that and take, we get attached like after buying um, a one million house, having so much luxuries, we get attached to them. We will be worried about them till we die. See, the person who doesn't have anything, there is nothing to worry. The more we have, the more you get worried, the more you try to safeguard them, the more you uh, try to uh, give them properly to your uh, coming generations. So all your thoughts, all your uh, things go inside that. When you plan to make one rupee a hundred, you have to think a lot. You need to invest a lot of time. You need to invest a lot of energy in that. And why you want to make 100? Because you are thinking that 100 is the need in future. Not even for me, for my next generations. So I am smart enough. I have enough time and energy. I am not serious about my uh, devotional service and my life. Let me invest my all time in there. Prabhupada writes in teachings of Lord Chaitanya or in Chaitanya Bhagavad. I don't remember exactly where. Chaitanya Bhagavat, it is not Prabhupada, but somewhere I read, like, no, you work so hard to accumulate wealth by sacrificing your own time, energy, strength, and everything, not for yourself, for the coming generations. And what we are doing actually in, by doing so, we are also making them involved in material activities. We ourselves are wasting our time and not knowing the aim of life. And with all illegal means, 
those who are earning legally still better, those who are earning illegally for their family members, at the end of the life, for all the illegal activities, for all the sinful activities that this jiva has done to accumulate wealth, he will be going and suffering in the sin. He will be going and suffering in the hellish planets for the sin he has performed. Complete, he, he lost even the human form of life. He is going to go into the different degraded bodies. So we need to know where to draw the line for our necessity, where to draw the line accumulating wealth and other things for our family, where to draw the line for encouraging them in engaging in the material activities. You know, we should be very serious in knowing the goal of life, keeping the goal of life in front of us that fortunately because of my Sukriti, I got this human form of life. I should be very serious in performing devotional service to the Lord. Without any external efforts, without thinking, you will be dragged into the material things. We don't need to do much of effort. Uh, the world teaches us how to earn money, how to save, which scheme is good, where are deals. The world does that very nicely. We don't need to work so hard for that. It happens. Nobody needs to teach us how to earn dhabya, how to do the artha. We need to remember, focus on the dharma. Dharma and that too, sanatana dharma or constitutional dharma is reviving our relationship with the Lord. If we are fixed in that seriously, if we are taking that seriously, automatically everything comes up. We don't need to worry. Krishna is there to protect us. If we need something, Krishna is there to give us. We don't need to worry that. We have to have that faith. Instead, what we do is, our faith on Krishna is so shaky that we think that Krishna doesn't know how to take care of us. And then we take care of us and we spend all our time and energy in, in, in fulfilling the manufactured necessities and satisfying the mental situation for us. And then we think that we will be happy doing all those things and fulfilling those desires. And Bhagavad Gita says that a person who uh, have no material desire, second chapter of Bhagavad Gita, uh, says that I'm trying to bring out the right verse and right words. I always think that I will remember, but at that right time, I kind of, uh, uh, I don't want to put my own words, so I want to say Nirmama Nirahankara and Vihaya. Uh, so this 70, from 2.70 we can see where uh, Krishna says, Apuryamanam achala pradishtam samudramapak pradishanti yadvat tadvat kamayam pradishanti sarve sasanti maapnoti na kama kami. In this verse 2.70, Krishna says that one who is not disturbed by the incessant flow of desires which enters the ocean like a river, like how a ocean is stable, a person who is stable and not disturbed by the incessant flow of desires, he alone can achieve peace, but not the person who satisfies such desires. So this material world is manufacturing things and it is showing us that they are necessities. And we are running behind them. One after the other, one after the other, one after the other, we are running behind them thinking that I need to fulfill them. Otherwise, I won't be happy. I won't be at peace. But Bhagavad Gita says, another, uh, says otherwise. And continues, 2.71, Krishna says, Vihaya kaman yaha sarvam, vihaya kaman, 
who gives up all kinds of material desires for sense gratification. Yes, Sarvan, there is no exception. Everything. Vihaya Kaman, yes, Sarvan. Pumans Charati Nispruvaha. And because he has given up all kinds of material desires for sense gratification, is he locking himself in a room, going to a forest and getting lost somewhere? or going to an ashram, no, he still roams around in this material world. But how? Charati nispruhaha. He is desireless. He doesn't have any spruha, any consciousness of the happenings in the material world. He doesn't care about them. He knows what is needed for him. He is not getting into the trap of the manufacturing necessities which the TV bombards all the time. You run TV in your house. I don't have the channels or I don't have that kind of thing running in my house. But I go to the places where I run. And I should tell you that my little one, which who have not seen all those, she suddenly sometimes, she was suggesting me, like I was having some pain or something. She was saying, you know, mom, I have saw, I saw that advertisement. That is what you need. So they brainwash you in such a way that the advertisements, they make you feel that you need all the things. You need a bigger TV. You need a bigger thing. You need a bigger car. You need a bigger... They make you feel as if like you have that, your life is happy. But this person, Rose, who has given up all the desires for material sense gratification, Rose in this material world, Nisprohaha, is not having awareness of the material things around him. He walks in such a way because he is absorbed in Krishna consciousness. Nirmamo, he is not having any sense of proprietorship on any of the items. Million dollar house I have, I am not the proprietor. Krishna is the proprietor. Car I have, Krishna is the proprietor. Krishna has been merciful, he has given to me. Krishna will take it away. It is Krishna's stuff. Like how a ser maid servant, when she comes to our house, to clean our house, she doesn't own the things in our house. The moment she starts owning the things in our house, she puts herself into trouble. She gets attached to them, she wants to enjoy them, she finds a mean to enjoy them, she starts going in a wrong ways to enjoy. When she gets caught by the owner, she gets into trouble. Same with us, all these things or the are given by Krishna. Krishna is the proprietor of this, Krishna is the maintainer of all these things. And we are claiming the proprietorship. Nirmamaha, who does not have a sense of proprietorship, Nirahankara. He doesn't have any kind of a false ego, any kind of an identification. I am so and so, I am this, I am that, I am the temple president, I am a, book, a great book distributor, I am a great kirtanier, I am the one who has built this building, I am the one who has built this bridge. Because of me, this whole world is running, my family is running, I am the wealth creator in my family. No identification, nothing. No false ego, only one ego. I am servant of Krishna. I am servant of Krishna. That is the actual ego. Sasantim adigachati. Such a kind of a soul. Sasantim adigachati. He attains peace. Krishna says. That is the secret. And once he, he is in this situation where he has given up all the material desires, where he is not owning anything, he is not claiming any proprietorship, he is not having any false ego. Krishna says in the following verse immediately that Yesha Brahmi Sitapada, that is called situated in Brahman, you are situated in soul. Nainam Prapya Vimukyati, you are not confused. When you are not confused, Antakalepi, when you are leaving your body, you are not confused because you have practiced that throughout the life. You are not running behind in this material forest, behind the material things. 
you you practiced being detached you practiced not uh, having a proprietorship you we practiced not having any kind of doership and what happens nainam prapya vimukhyati you will not be confused at the time of death you are not attached to anything material sthiti vasyam antakalepi brahma nirvanam ruchiti you will be situated in the brahman and you will reach the spiritual kingdom without doubt you will attain you may you you go there like a uh, on a red carpet to kingdom of lord so this is something we all have to practice not uh, keeping a simple life process is simple life high thinking that is something we need to do how we declutter our body detoxify our body we should also declutter our house remove the things that are not needed living a simple life not even though you are having the things uh, uh, using it in krishna service not having attachment to them that i am the proprietor i am the owner when we keep doing this this will help us to think of krishna and attain krishna's kingdom at one point of time in our life so i'll, I'll conclude here so we have um, um, i completed uh, 15 5.14.7 and 8 so for tomorrow it is 9 uh, devotees want to correct me add anything um want to give me a feedback please uh, go ahead hari krishna mataji ji ुलर लाइफ हाउ शुड बी we focus on our sadhana bhakti and raise our kids in krishna consciousness thank you so much mata ji hari krishna thank you mata ji all you wish to see la kampa guru and krishna hari krishna mata ji thank you so much to give us some uh, information and how to control those uh, emotions and ichhaye desires uh, which is difficult in this world because you see all those things around you mm-hmm. but but uh, the uh, in vrindavan i see uh, people especially ladies they don't wear any other color clothes except white mm yes and they renounce everything mhm and that inspire me also but uh, i have no kentena uh, ki bilkul i cannot i want to do it but i cannot do it mm. because of my ego mm i know it is my ego oh i have because all my life i was so much around those people and it's difficult for me also to find time 
because those things stimulate you. Those things. Uh, oh, she is wearing uh, this sari. She is mm-hmm. wearing this uh, jewelry. She is wearing, and she is Krishna conscious. Even in the temple. Temple, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and it's difficult. How to mm, just a, just like a give up what people say. People already say, oh, she is uh, crazy. She is uh, not doing uh, materially. She is not uh, reciprocating. We try to reciprocate, but she is not. And how to deal with those people? And you cannot give up, especially your relatives, especially your siblings. It's difficult, Mataji. Yeah, it's difficult, but Madhuri, when you start doing those who love you as you are, they will stick around to you. You know, they also need uh, they also need time to uh, adapt to that, right? So I I tell in my my situation itself. Maybe you can stop the recording. So I long back when I read these verses. I told like uh, my parents or anybody like you know I'll I'll stop buying uh, gold whatever I have is enough I don't need any more and then I also tell them if anybody wants to gift me like you know don't give me expensive uh, saris or anything you give simple things I will wear longer because I don't want to focus on those expensive things on my body and not Krishna when I'm serving because I go and serve in the temple I'll be serving whole day um, and then I saw some devotees. Like when they have to come to service, no, 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 Mataji, I'm, we cannot do this. Spoil, sari gets spoiled or something. I'm not judging them, but it was difficult for my family to accept me. I was very angry at that time also, a little bit angry, not like very angry. So they were like worried, but now like they all got used to it. So they themselves, uh, before they think of gifting something to me, they say that, oh, anyway, you don't accept this, right? We take this. So the best way to deal with them is like, Remembering that uh, we are doing this for Krishna, and like not like if you are not ready, if you are if you are ready, like to wearing them and seeing yourself, then we don't need to worry about them uh, because at the end of the day, uh, like we are doing it for Krishna, and uh, our loved ones will always be there with us in whatever form we are. Whether we are poor or rich, whether we are showing that or not. Till uh, today, people come and ask me because I, when I go to India, uh, the way I go, the people ask me like, you know, are you okay financially? Do you have any troubles? Uh, is your family in trouble financially? They say, and then I just laugh and move on because they don't know. They don't know what is important according to spirituality. So I feel like compassionate towards them. That okay, they are into a different kind of a world. Like I see 70 aged people also when we are like they go be- behind all these things, they fight for all these things, they argue for all these things. So at those kind of times, I feel very sad. Uh, it comes until end of my lip to say that you guys are worrying for something which is temporary. Either you leave those things or they leave you because. You are not here permanently enjoying all those things. At some point of time, you are learning to leave the body and go away. So if we, are at, if we don't practice that detachment when we are living, it is so difficult for us to leave them all and only think of Krishna at the time of death. 
already as i said we cannot uh, we cannot uh, practice detachment with our loved ones like immediate family members and all it is so difficult and on top of it we are developing love for the things which don't have any life whatsoever they may be saris gold cars houses they doesn't have any life but we are assuming that they are asking us come come take us be with us be with us like you know and enjoy us no they are they are normally like that but then we are going we are taking that thought of enjoying them in our mind we are associating with inferior things we as souls are more valuable more powerful more opulent uh, 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 than the inferior material things if we understand that we don't need to teach to anybody we just move on with those things they may ask you first time they may ask you couple of times they may ask you fourth time but they get used to it fifth or sixth time and we have to give them time to get used to that and we have to uh, give them time to learn that also so this is something not only us the kids in this generation who practice krishna consciousness face it as a challenge so i tell my kids also when they were very angry when they go to school they say they don't do certain things so i keep telling them that those who respect you with what you are are your true friends those who are respecting you for your uh, things jo cheezon ko like gave importance like what you are wearing what you are uh, uh, driving what you are living then the, those are not really concerned for us actually so we need to tell them that this is where my happiness lies living like this simple life is where my happiness is and if you are also uh, like desiring my happiness then you should be happy in what my happiness is then they will slowly learn that we should give them that time and i saw personally since because i practice i don't know if you ever have saw me or not i will be uh, uh, like i i i i'll be uh, i'll be wearing very simple i'll be very simple and then it was so difficult for my mother to accept that uh, initially 15 20 years back she was till today she feels bad when i call and say she she goes on saying that oh you are not doing anything for your daughters you are not doing anything by yourself i just laugh and then i i let her be uh, show her concern but i don't worry i don't take that inside me because i know like what is important and then she is also not uh, worried because i let her speak her mind i don't make her stop and i don't preach her saying that you are not krishna consciousness you are you are uh, you are being materialistic person and all i don't say that to her i just laugh it off and then uh, she she also knows that i laugh it off and i don't bother and that happens so if you are immediate family you can laugh it off when they are worried about you uh, you can assure them that no i am good i am safe krishna is going to protect me krishna is going to take care of me you can assure them and then you don't need to we don't need to involve in arguments we don't need to prove them that they are materialistic we are spiritual we don't need to do all those things also we just if anybody asks why you are doing what you are doing then we can explain like uh, i believe in living simple i, I don't want myself to be uh, around these things and then that, that happens and we have to make sure that we don't get influenced by those comments and start thinking that oh maybe i should also dress up they are thinking less of me it is okay if they think less of you because that's anyway false identification we are not what this body is we are what this we are souls actually so we can grow to that 
we also need time to practice they also need time to adapt it so you try maybe 10 times you feel like wearing simple one time you try wearing and uh, see how you're feeling and then after 10 times again you try wearing simple going simple especially like I, I highly recommend I don't know about anything else but highly highly recommend to be present in that moment when you are in temples by keeping your phone away that I I experienced that when I went to Jagannath Puri, Vrindavan and all people like uh, sometimes they come around you like and when you have valuable things I see people getting worried about that things so I didn't have anything in my purse I only have some uh, uh, money to give to Brahmanas and then I didn't have my phone I didn't have anything so I was so peaceful I could sit down I don't worry about my bag I don't worry about my belongings I think about Krishna I do the things because that's more safe I don't say people like you take costly things and you stop worrying about it that will be difficult for you to again buy and uh, uh, invest in that you have to work hard it's better you keep them at home and then you go be there present in that moment switch off your notifications that in the corporate world people do they say that I'm switching off my notifications I'm going on vacation I want to enjoy my vacation we we don't do that when we are going into the temples that's our one-on-one -on -one time with the Lord that's that's our uh, private moments with the Lord we don't want any distra distractions so this thing I really uh, recommend uh, to avoid distractions but slowly you can try Mataji and uh, trust me uh, Krishna will give you that strength to face the people or uh, to uh, first of all to 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 overcome our ego as you said our ego is something that is first obstacle comes like, you know? oh no 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 I have to be beautiful I'm beautiful person I should be even more beautiful bearing I don't say that immaturely if you are somebody who is not thinking that you will be happy in simple wearing simple then don't do that because then you are going against your nature then wear it and think that you know uh, I'm doing it for Krishna or try to think Krishna I don't know how to think of Krishna in those moments but you can still think of Krishna and think that oh I am I'm showing to people that devotees are also affluent so you can think like that like you know I'm wearing this to show to the people even devotees have a better life so you don't need to be like looking like a uh, this one uh, but do according to your nature what our nature is because devotional service is very personal and these things are very personal but when you are wearing when you are having those expensive upland things like how in uh, heavenly planets it's very difficult to practice devotional service that's why Devi Devakas they say it's better we come to human uh, earth and practice because when there are more opulence difficult to remember Krishna remembering Krishna becomes very difficult so you have to work extra to remember Krishna when you are being opulent uh, you know so if uh, if you are something you are somebody who easily remembers Krishna then we can be if we are not somebody like that then it's better for us to be simple and remember Krishna because our goal is to remember Krishna at the end of the day that's what uh, I was mm, I am I am doing it right now mm. that's what I am doing it right now to uh, give up my all my uh, uh, you know bright clothes uh, mm -hmm. jewelry and uh, 
other things, uh, if uh, somebody needs something, I give those things to them. So that is my practice. I'm doing it, but it's very difficult, Mataji. Yes, Mataji. Yes. Thank you so much to encourage me. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Uh-huh.